I so. feel like someone needs some kind of idea of what we should talk about. I I do have like a more serious questions okay, for in our go. even worse hour. Uh, well, I feel like we're there. It's eight thirty-three. We started at eight thirty. Yeah, seven thirty. Okay. Yeah. Bring on worse hour question. Bring it on. Serious question. All right. So I saw somebody talk about a successful business recently on Instagram, and I thought to myself, what makes Somebody think that a business is successful if you don't know like the inner workings of it, right? And I know like they were referring to this business as having, you know, lots of crews, lots of trucks and everything like that. So they assumed it was successful. But I want to ask you guys, what is success to you? What, what does success look like in your business and in your personal life too? Because not everybody wants to be a, a quote unquote successful business and have tons of crews and have tons of trucks and and uh, and whatever headaches that brings along with it. But for you guys, what does success look like in your business and in your personal life? Mm. Uh, I want to be able to pay our bills at a base level. <clears throat> like on the base, well, I have a, I have a low, it's not low actually, but every day if we were all, if we we're all alive and we didn't kill anyone else and we have all our limbs, I call that a win. But on a serious note, I guess I want to, I caught my excavator operator trying to hide that he hit a four inch gas line. That's you hide successful. that. That's not successful. <laughs> How do you hide? That's not successful. That is not successful. That's not successful. No, absolutely. So, or if you were successful, you might not be after hitting a four-inch gas line. I would like to be able to pay all our bills and go into the winter being comfortable. That our bills are paid, <laughs> covered it with sand. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> so. If our bills are, if we're like this year in the winter, and I feel like we've got our, if we knew our overhead, it would be under, we would be covering it, but we're not really sure. Actually, Kelly knows what it is. I'm just, I feel like we're going in the winter in a good place. I, I feel like our our staff is doing well. I feel like they're all their lives are all getting better. Um, I think our, we're getting better at running the business. Uh, I don't, I never thought about like what being able to, being able to be self-sufficient, I think for me is success. I spent a lot of, so I had a business that obviously everyone knows the business was good, but my personal life crashed and burned hard. Like my personal life self-destructed around a very successful business. And I think this time in this business, the fact that my personal life is, I think, getting better running the business together is probably the biggest, most successful thing we're doing. And being self-sufficient. I don't want to... I spent... After my first, my first business, I walked away from it. I spent a vast majority of time with someone who told me that I could never be number one. I would always be a number two. And being number two is okay because there has to be people who are number twos. And I think I believed that for a long time. Um, I think that was probably self-advantageous of that person saying that to me. And it probably took advantage of me at a low point in my life. But I believed it for a really long time. And I think now it's, I think I can success. I think we can, we will survive successfully on our own and we don't need someone overseeing us. I think that's, success to me our bills are paid we don't owe anyone any money no one's hunting us down that's success for me and our people are seem relatively happy generally yeah. how about you guys um i'd like to see like um obviously the biggest one for me is bank account growth um i'd like to see exponential growth in the numbers over the years 
but ma making sure everything's paid off and we're not over leveraging ourselves and all that shit, right? Because it's so easy to show uh, your fancy trucks and all this shit. And yeah, I bought three new excavators this year and all this stuff. Um, it's easy to get caught up in that. Um, but I think as far as success goes, we're doing a really great job um, keeping our head above water, uh, putting money in the bank, which I like to see. Um, and knock on wood, keeping the guys happy. That's important. Like, because the more I think about it, it all comes down to manpower and the people that you have around you, right? Like if you can keep them happy, they're the ones that are going to make sure that you succeed and grow the company. And do you, they can't be bought. Well, I guess to some extent they can be bought, but, um, they're almost priceless uh, in terms of keeping them happy and keeping your business afloat. Um, as far as pr personal side of things, uh, making sure I get to come home every night, uh, have a great meal. Um, happy to spend time with my family. There's a lot of jobs. You can't do that. I guess you have to be gone for weeks at a time or whatever. Um, pretty fortunate to be able to come home all the time. And, the biggest thing for me is just happened these last couple of years. Two vacations a year are my biggest um, point of success, I guess. I like to be able to say I'm going on two vacations this year. Don't know where they are. doesn't matter where they are, but that double shot of vacation just fucking seals the deal for me. Mike? I... I, I feel like I've got a very low bar to what is success to me. And I wonder if that kind of holds me back a little bit because I was thinking about this and like I already feel successful because I wake up and I get to do something that I enjoy every day. And then when I come home, I still get to enjoy time with my wife and I still get to do you know, th more things that I work on um, online and like. You're I feel not like I'm alive I, anymore. No, I know my phone died. Oh, so yeah, nobody oh, can, God. nobody can hear my response. On the yeah. so it's just <laughs> you guys just listening. <laughs> Mike. Okay. We're ending the live because Mike's phone died. So. <laughs> I don't think that only having two of us on the live is good. So I think so you'll have to the rest of this commentary. You'll have to go to the not our finest hour podcast because at least twice in the last hour, we've actually mentioned that this is a podcast, not just us doing a live thing. So it is a podcast. We are recording it. You will be able to watch it. There's still another mic here. I know, but I'm not enough Mike for this podcast. We are a two mic podcast. Two if mics, we can't be a two mic podcast, if we can't do a two mic live, we do no live. <laughs> two mic live or no live. That's the key. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, guys. Are you sure you want to end your live video? Ended. Done. I'm going to. 381 people. That's nice. A revolving door of 381 people. It says, that's do I want to share? That's Should more people than that listen to each episode. So. Theoretically, we've driven more people to find out about the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. So, wow. View insights. I'm viewing the insights. 121 comments. 383 accounts reached. The peak concurrent viewers was 52. 35 accounts engaged. 121 live interactions. I feel like that was pretty good for our first ever live. Yeah. Copied from Andy Mulder. <laughs> stolen from the Mulder Outdoors podcast like that so it says share what happens if I share this does it I probably goes to your feed I don't know I have no idea I'm hitting yeah it. share it do it why not it's a new it's a new post I'm gonna put it up as a post right should I put it up of course yeah. what's the worst thing that could happen to me I'm gonna tag you guys later on uh, we all get deplatformed and cancelled. <laughs> <laughs>
this isn't going as fast as I thought. Oh, you know why? Because I didn't put the. Uh, you know what I will recommend? You know those battery cases for your phone? Uh, those are incredible. Are they? Like, yeah, instead of like buying a whole new phone or switching the battery out, just this phone case with the battery attached, game changer. Is it highly like it, do you do you see like a bulge on yeah. the other side of you, you do it? Eh? Uh, yeah. But I like the have... weight. Like I I like to Oh yeah. Do you do you have something to protect the charger? That? Insert? Yeah, no, yeah. But, but oh, I just dude? No. I don't know. There's maybe some saw yeah, yeah. in there, you, maybe. You got like the charger port has like a cover over it, right? No, no, no. You can breathe right into that, but oh, it's really? all like um <laughs> It's all uh, wireless charging, right? So you just pop it yeah. on your wireless charger there. Maybe we can get a sponsorship for one. Where's it from? I don't know. Well, it just has. Th- there's a topic of conversation. <clears throat> I recently started driving uh, one of our Dodge Ram Laramie pickup trucks because um, the person that was driving it is no longer with us uh, at the company. He died? Oh, R.I.P. Okay. <laughs> he's no longer with us. Yeah. I mean, someone died. He did not die. He's just no longer with us. Okay. In the, in that regard, I, I think he's still. I don't know. I haven't talked to him since last Monday, so I guess he's still alive. But, uh, anyways, it has one of these things where you put the phone in it, and it charges your phone, but you don't have a cord. Yeah, yeah, I got one. Did you guys do that? It's called the yeah. Ram Charger, which is like a kind of weird, cheap takeoff on the old Ram Charger vehicle. So you drop the phone in, and it starts charging. Yeah. And the problem with this thing is that I've concluded is that it won't charge your phone if it's in a case. Yeah. So you're right. How many people are wandering around with naked phones? So every when, like when I get in the truck, the first thing I do is peel the case off my phone so I can try. Like this is kind of. No, like I used to do it, but I had an OtterBox case on it, and it would work with that. Like it would charge through the OtterBox case in the RAM. Yeah, because I can't even get the phone in into the slot where it charges in the RAM. Oh yeah, I just ram it right in there. (laughs) Just just ram ram it. You just ram (laughs) it. Ram ram it it right in there. Yeah. I. It's not very wide. Hence the ramming. It doesn't fit comfortably. I have to forcefully put it in there but if you had one of these uh battery cases you could go for days without having to charge your phone how long uh twice the regular battery length so whenever my battery hits like 10 percent, i push the button on the back and it starts charging automatically bumps it back up to 100 percent. and then you but then you got to charge the case yeah but it just goes sits on the charger at home while I sleep, then I'm good for another day. Do you plug it in there? Is it does the case charge remotely, like the RAM charger? Uh, I have one of those little discs there that you just like wireless charging. I just put okay. it on top of the wireless charger and it recharges. Does so. the case work with an iPhone six, or does it, do you need like a certain shit. iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> you have an iPhone six. I, so yeah, I've got an iPhone six. Back to so. success in your business. Maybe <laughs> talking about it. maybe a new iPhone. phone should be. <laughs> have a you had that since it was? Have you had that since it was new? Yeah, so 2017, something like that. We're yeah. on iPhone 14, so it's older. Yeah, than I can't believe that. Oh, I guess it still works released... fine. My daughter has an iPhone 6, and it started crashing. She hits oh, yeah. change. So I told her you have to get a 14 because it will last you seven years and you won't have to change it. You'll be like 23 years old, still using the same fucking phone. My daughter has an iPhone iPhone 10 or something. My daughter's phone, she's she's four years old. All she does is take pictures with it. Yeah. But her phone is newer than yours. But I don't like having new things because I destroy everything. Like this thing has so much dirt and gunk and crap in it after every single day and like the amount of things that i destroy or lose or like i don't want nice things mm. watches anything is like that, that how it's you define the... success in your business <laughs> <laughs> no. 
You never yeah. finished defining success. Yeah. So you said that you had a low bar. That's where we broke it off because we yeah, had a lot. I, I do have a very low bar of success because like I don't I don't need much things in my life personally. So like um if I needed more finances, then I'd probably have a like a more lofty glow goal goal. Or if I wanted more things in my business, I'd have a more lofty goal. But I think I just get too so comfortable and I need to set like higher goals. But like right now, I wake up and I love what I do and I, I go to the job site and do what I love. And then I come home and I do more of what I love. So like that's success to me right now in my business. But I do think that I need to create goals that are a bit more get me a bit more out of my comfort zone and get me to define further what success means to me. That's why I asked you guys, because I don't have like a clear definition of what success is in my business right now or in my like personal life or whatever, because right now I'm just comfortable. How old are you? 31. So you're like hardcore millennial. Hardcore millennial. Well, no, I'm just saying in your, in your generation. Yeah. It, Perhaps this success is defined by happiness. Mm, I'm the same generation. Wait, how old are you? 35. So I'm almost as old as two of you added up. <laughs> no, you're not. So if you guys could define your success in one word, what would it be? Because like, I guess my my definition of success would be defined by probably happiness. Um productivity revenge revenge <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't think of a better word no <laughs> fucking motherfuckers told me i was too fat too old couldn't get it done too fat too old too stupid number two i've heard it all i was told to go work at a distribution center so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't take offense to that and i'm not upset about it uh, um, uh so i guess satisfaction maybe yeah, yeah i feel, I feel pretty satisfied like we not today but yesterday we put our eight ton on the float and it went out for a client and they unloaded it and kyle took it up on the pile and loaded Christy and she hauled gravel to our client. Well, first they loaded up some blocks for our client and took them to town of Whippy yard. And then, um, and I, I don't know, I, for me, I guess that moment was a personally, I, I just always wanted to be able to send our truck out with our, our shovel or excavator to load it. It just was a big deal to me, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I'm sure there's lots of people who don't think it's a big deal, but, it, for nah. me, be able, to be able, like someone called me and said, "Hey, can you load your own gravel?" And I said, "Yeah, we got our own eight ton. We can sit on the pile and load our own truck, and we can haul this gravel for you." And it was like, felt like a accumulation of yeah. a whole bunch of cards that I had out there that all came together in one hand or something. I felt very satisfied with the situation. I think success for me is going to change throughout my life. I think like right now I feel successful because I get to do what I like and I am uh, kind of just enjoying the moment as opposed to like looking forward and trying to get to the next step. Uh, so I do think, especially as I see the need to get more and more out of the field, um, as I grow older, I, that will change my my definition of success, I think, at least in my business life, right? Yeah, success changes yeah. yearly for us, right? Like my success now doesn't feel like my success eight years ago or whatever, right? Like the, the bar keeps moving. It's always moving and you're never completely satisfied. Um, but if you can take a minute and step back, like some days I'll be at the yard and I'll look around and see six trucks that we have that we didn't have eight years ago or whatever. Like, Holy fuck. We came a long way. Like we came from nothing 11 years ago. Like I had a piece of shit GMC with 
dents and rust in the side of it and it looked like hell and I had one wheelbarrow and one shovel. I still have the well my the shovel that I started the company with was like a one of those stubby handle, not the really short like two foot shovels, but like the four foot shovels. And it had like a cracked um tip on it and stuff and like we wanted to frame it and put it in the shop because that's the shovel that started it all and then another fucking landscaper came to my yard and stole it but um stole your broken shovel he stole he stole my broken shovel i saw it in the back of his pickup truck so taking it back yeah i think i did take it back and then we lost it but um you're worse than me at losing this (laughs) i just lose little phones and stuff and you lose No, um, I think success for us changes all the time, but hearing things like, yeah, I got my own shovel to load my own gravel now. Like I can get behind that completely. Like that is the moment that you like moments like that. You sit back and you see everything, everything that you've culminated and where you came from. And that is such a fucking cool feeling. Like no matter where you are, right? Like, and that happened like the first time I got a real truck or like a one ton truck or something like that. Right. Like it's the culmination of all these little wins that add up to fucking making your business better, making you happy. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's just, I think success for me right now also is that I, I don't have to work for somebody else. So that oh, that's yeah. a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good sign to success. I think there's a danger in someone saying this is a successful, but like a business could be really the owner of the business, whatever is important to them. Like I have all kinds of friends that have all kinds of things that are different, important, different to every single person that owns a business. What's important to them. Some people love equipment. Some people love money. Like I I don't have an obsession with making tons and tons of money for whatever re- I I want to have money and I want to pay our bills and understand that without money the business doesn't function. But it's I don't think that having like a million dollars or ten million dollars that's not a driving factor in my life. I don't think. Like I don't I don't know. I drive a Veloster. Well, now I have a I have a Laramie Edition twenty five hundred, which really clunks when you put it in gear. So Chad just told you, know. you, yeah, I know. First time I drove it, I was like, bang! I was like, oh, that's the Chad what fucking the fuck? Dodge <laughs> transmission clunk. <laughs> like, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, perfect. Um, I think everyone has a different. You know what? One of my favorite measure, well, a favorite measure of success. Whenever you go out to a restaurant and you don't have to look at the price of what you're fucking going to have for dinner. That was a big one for me, right? Like it doesn't matter if the steak is $80 or if it's a fucking burger that's worth $20, but just not having to look at the menu prices and and, and order what I want. um, That was one of the first times like, okay, maybe I'm getting somewhere with this. It's not like, you know, that steak is like three hours of work right? to pay for. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I want that steak for dinner and that's okay. Like, are there, then you're are like, there any yeah. good steakhouses in Cornwall? Uh, no. <laughs> no, there's not. There's absolutely not. But um, there's, a, there's really no good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no good steak places here. Don't come there, to Cornwall for steak. There's a great meat distribution center. <laughs> there is the actually. Is, yeah, they distribute the good meat. They just don't keep the good meat. <laughs> well, distribute it. But we don't keep yeah. it. Oh, yeah. We go to the keg once in a while. I like the keg. They should sponsor us. There's a yeah. keg in... Is it right near Landscape Ontario? Congress? I yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah we eat there every year. Yeah. And I don't look at the price on the menu. So I guess, you know, uh, I was driving 
my daughter home and her phone dies constantly. She has an iPhone 6. And I said, you need to get a new phone. And uh, she said, well, I, I don't like asking for things. Um, I said, oh, well, wait. She's like, well, food's getting really expensive and there's inflation and I don't want to ask for something new. And I said, me being able to say to her, like, listen, I really don't give a fuck about those things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people care about them. I personally don't give a fuck in this moment about it at all. So just pick out whatever phone you want and let me know. Like, I, for your, you know, she wanted it for her birthday. So I said, okay. 15 year old yeah. girl wants a cell phone that works for her birthday. I think that's probably good for her and good for us so that we know we can get a hold of her if she's out. So yeah. I was like, sure. You know, I think for me, because I crashed so hard last time, really hard, like sleeping in parking lots hard. Um, I, uh, you know, knowing my kids and, uh, and getting to sit and have dinner with them and chat and talk and being able to take my daughter to soccer and it's in Toronto and I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I can drive her there every day and it just, and that kind of stuff, I guess is successful to me more than I had. I never have any idea how much money we have. Like I have no clue. If you said to me, I'm going to shoot you in the head. If you can't tell me what the bank balance is at favor King, I'd be like, go ahead, man, blow my brains out. Cause <laughs> I'm taking a wild fucking guess. I have no Kelly does all that. I don't deal with it, which probably I should because I price everything, so I should probably pay more attention. But you know, Mike canceled his spreadsheet, so that fucked me over. <laughs> What's I was gonna, you know. Uh, uh, anyway, I think that's you know, for me, I don't, I don't worry about those kind of things. I guess you know, I don't. I always feel like it'll sort itself out. It'll be another opportunity, or yeah. If you know, I don't worry about it, I, I, I guess I've been worried about inflation, but I'm not, you know, worried about it to the point where my daughter can't have a birthday present. Yeah. Do you do you worry about that less because of where you were? How I don't know, however many years ago, like sleeping in a, in a parking lot. Like, does that change your perspective on things, or oh, yeah. have you always been like that? Uh I think it changed. I think the. The thing that changed in my life in that moment was uh, when I was leaving and then I realized I couldn't just, so for the first two years of my daughter's life, I just worked like a hundred hours a week. I, she probably wouldn't have recognized me from a stranger on the street. Um, but then when my life went sideways, all of a sudden I wasn't allowed, like I wasn't allowed to see her anymore. Like I wasn't welcome there. Um, I think that was a defining changing moment of my life. And that's when I was like, okay, whatever I do moving forward, I'm just going to do it, do what's right for her and put everything else to the side. And I'm going to move forward with what's right for her. And the rest of my life will sort itself out as long as I'm doing what's right for her. And so everything yeah. I've done moving forward since then has been defined by what's now there's like Kelly and Nate as well. And I'm like, what's right for them. And then it will be right for me if it's right for them. Because I already did what was right for me and not right for them. And that was shit. Total shit. When I did what was right for me endlessly and I didn't do what was right for my for Paisley's mom and Paisley, my life ended up a total shit show. And since I decided to do what's right for first Paisley and now Kelly and do what's right for them, my life's been way better. It, it definitely changed my perspective on... I also, I guess, it, you know... It changed my perspective on what was important too. Like, you know, there was no fucking free Wi-Fi back then. Well, there wasn't. Like, you're just sitting in a fucking yeah. parking lot. Yeah. No Wi-Fi. No bullshit. It's bullshit. Anyway, I those things. Not being able to see someone. It was like you take take it for granted that you can see your kid until the moment yeah. that you can't, and then you don't take it for granted anymore. And uh, I'm I'm thankful that. You know, um, Paisley's mom and I never limited. I mean, okay, maybe there was a few moments when we first split up, but since then we've never limited 
each other any kind access to our dick ever either of us so i'm thankful that that was how that developed but i think if i had not changed to putting p first that that might not have been that way yeah yeah perhaps deservedly so too like i i own i own whatever part of that whatever the destruction of my life at that moment i own whatever part of it was my part was definitely huge and i own it i don't pretend that was someone else's fault so i was my biggest fear when we started this again because i get overly involved in things my brain doesn't shut off i'm like oh fuck we could do this and we could do that and we could get this and we could go here and it doesn't but i think because kelly's heavily involved it's different yeah I think as a business owner, like you'll always have business on your mind, right? Like you're never going to let that go completely. And you sort of, now it's a balancing act between how much can I give my family and how much can I give my business and make sure that they're both, both cups are full at the same time. Um, and sometimes you do that mind trick where you're like, oh, well, I'm going to work this weekend with the anticipation that I'm going to use that money to fill the family cup another time and you're back and forth. And I don't know if it's the right way to do it. Are you robbing Peter to pay Paul or whatever? Um, and I, I do it too, like in my brain, like, fuck, we're going to work really hard. I'm going to retire with $20 million and my daughter's going to have so much money. She's not going to have to worry and all this shit. And I don't know, like, but at the same time, I want to spend as much time with her as possible because that's more important than the money. And you're always back and forth and weighing things in your head. And I think it, that's just normal, right? They, they, everyone will tell you that they grow up really fast. It's really true. They're not I, bullshitting. No. I turned around and my kids were like 15 and I was like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Yeah. No, Hell. I... Hell. My daughter's only four, and like I used to put her in her bed, and she was this big, like the size of a fucking potato. And now she's like my full body length, right? And like, and I find that your life speeds up so much more whenever you have kids. Like, before I had my daughter, the business was obviously young, we were doing well, I worked a lot. Um, but once Maggie was born, I feel like everything just sped up so fast that uh, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but um, everything. Just There's a whole up. different level of things that are going on. Yeah. Like there's a, a, a subsection of stuff that's going on now that was never going on before. Yeah. Yeah. It's because that person is totally dependent on you. Or like, like it's you know everything that's happening is it's a different yeah it's a different it is a different yeah there's a lot more like I noticed so Paisley went away for uh, three weeks to Ireland with her mother this summer and in those three weeks <clears throat> I noticed a significant drop in the intensity of my life <laughs> because it just like there's a, a bunch of things you're doing and you're not even you know you're not conscious of it you're just yeah. doing them because that's what needs to happen, you know? And it, yeah. So I didn't notice there was like a drop of intensity, you know? And, and I got a lot of like, you know, 14 year old girl text messages that were like, hi, uh, how's it going? Good. <laughs> Having a good time? Yes. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Is this that making was... you want to have kids, Mike? <laughs> are, we, are we doing it for you tonight? <laughs> this is, this is, is your biological clock ticking, Mike? <laughs> Chad, when did, when you had a kid or when you knew you were having a kid, did that change how hard you went in your business? Like, did that change anything perspective wise for you for um, your business? And like, or did you always have that drive in your business that you wanted to, you know, get to where you are currently? Yeah, I don't or think it, you want to go. I don't think it changed anything as far as goal orientation. Like we were always had our mind on growing the company and and doing bigger jobs and nicer jobs and all this stuff, having a couple more trucks and um I don't think having a daughter changed that at all. Um 
but once she came around, uh, there's a different goal in mind now, a little bit of putting more away for her and making sure she never has to worry about stuff. Um, I never want her to go without, like, um, she's always going to have clothes that fit and that she's not all dirty and stuff like that. I mean, she loves to be dirty. She loves to come to the yard and play and <laughs> have fun and all that stuff and drive the bulldozer and run in the shovel and the backhoe and all this stuff. She loves that. And I love that for her, but I never want her to feel like she's missing out because dad couldn't make enough money or dad didn't go to work or something like that. Right. So um, I'm fortunate that the business can support, her having a good lifestyle and uh, never having to say no to experiences for her. And that's why I like taking her on a couple of vacations a year. Um, she just lights up when she's on vacation. Right. So it's so cool to see like whenever I was four years old, I never, I hadn't left the country right now. She's going to be going to four countries by the time she's, five or whatever maybe more who knows but um i want her to be able to to experience a lot more than i had as a kid not that i had a bad childhood at all it was phenomenal but you always hope for more for your kids mm -hmm. it's um, different. yeah but i will oh. say that um if you don't have kids yet now is the time to fucking pedal to the metal if you want to grow your business because there's so much time that you won't have later that you do have now. Definitely. We, we need to flip these. Uh, this is our best it's hour. That first hour was our worst hour. These need to be flipped somehow. Maybe this could be the first reversed episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should do a reverse episode. Worst reverse hour first, episode. best hour second. Well, Why not? Would, there are no episode rules. should be called Worst is Sometimes Best. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Worst is Sometimes Best. And then switch the hours. I agree. This was a better, uh, this was a better hour. First hour is fun, though. Yeah, first was. hour was fun. Yeah, it was let's fun. do that. Let's flip it around. You should flip it around for sure. If you, you have that. those editing skills, yeah, I think Mike forget. has those kind of. I'm, I think I'm Mike has those editing skills. <laughs> he has those editing skills. Obviously, he has those editing skills. That's uh -huh. if you were asking me to do it, you're fucked. Yeah, I but, wouldn't know where to start yeah. either. I would, Ooh, dude, I would be lost. I'd be lost. I am. I'm awful with computers. I'm actually thinking we're going to get a new computer for before year end. Spend some of that money. Maybe that's a big purchase. Mike asked you. You never brought up this computer. It's a, but I don't think about it. I, a $2,000 computer, um, I guess that's a measure of success, right? I'm not thinking about a $2,000 computer as a big purchase. I was just looking at a saw earlier that my buddy showed me. Have you heard of this saw? What is it called? No. The cut, the cut and break saw, Husqvarna. No. So basically, it's got two blades, and it can cut. It cuts two channels, and then you stick something in there and you bust it apart, and then it allows you to cut even deeper. So you're cutting four inches at a time, but more depth, and then you're breaking off the part inside, and you can go like. I don't know. It's oh, at a couple. Gotcha. Yeah. Why is this advantageous? So if you're doing armor stone, you obviously you can only cut like three and a half inches off the front of the stone, right? Or if you're cutting thick concrete, like your quick cut will only cut three and a half inches down. Yeah. So you can, if it's a 12 inch slab of concrete, you cut the first four inches or whatever, break it and put your saw in even deeper deeper and cut another four inches break it and cut even deeper i'm confused by doesn't do it for paper king i'll i'll send you the video and you can watch it send me the video i feel like i've lost something in the video here i'm not against uh, this idea of constantly cutting deeper and deeper 
I just don't know if I need a saw to, and this is like a roller compactor for cutting. You're right. It's <laughs> a very specialized item that gets used. It's yeah, very... but I I have no. I would buy this in a heartbeat. I might buy one next week. How do you share a video? I don't know. See, this is how bad I, I am with computers. So I did enjoy this week when we were like we had an opportunity. I went and looked at this trailer, and we had an opportunity to get this because. I feel like our business, our trailer was a bit short and we wanted a heavier trailer because some people are asking us to float some stuff that's like 14 ton excavators or, you know, this trailer could float a 20 ton excavator if we needed yeah. it to. Uh, I felt like it was something that we would, you know, it was something, but I did feel pretty hot when I was like, yeah, Kelly, this thing's 38 grand. Am I okay to buy this? And she was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I was like, cool. And uh, yeah. you know, so I was like, you know, are we okay to get this? She's like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. So, I mean, I think that that, I guess that was like a measure of, I guess I, you know, I wasn't worried, I guess, you know, two years ago, I, when we bought the first trailer, I was like, whoa, are we going to get our money back? How are we going to pay for this? Like, this is fucking crazy. I, I just, this time it was different. So we yeah. saw the other trailer too, which I think we could sell for at minimum what we paid for it at minimum. I already had someone off and buy it, like for what we paid for it four years ago, three years ago, whatever. Hmm. But I think we're going to keep both. So then we'll have a at least a twenty ton trailer for both trucks. Like both triaxles will have their own trailer. Yeah, I could use a twenty ton trailer. We were in the market for that too. I was hoping the guy with the shovel would sell me his trailer too, but I don't know. I'm not married to the idea of buying anything right now. A lot of potentials, but yeah, only because it was a really great opportunity. That's the only reason I yeah, it was a really good opportunity. So that's why we maybe success is being able to jump on the opportunities that come, right? Because it's nice, and I mean that's tied to your cash flow. Obviously, you're successful enough to have the cash flow that allows you to jump on the opportunity when it comes up. And success yeah. sort of snowballs that way, maybe. Yeah, I guess because we'll in the last like two months we'll have added the trailer and the eight ton. That's success for it's sure. Pretty right. sig- significant, I guess, purchases. Oh fucking right! Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it has a swivel bucket, but it does not spin. Oh, it's got a an angle. Wrist, it has a wrist, to, wrist to twist or whatever they call them, wrist to twist buckets or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, just the. You know what's crazy? Forth. That bucket's worth like nine grand. Yeah, yeah. Like For that bucket. Yeah. yeah. So because when we when we bought the eight ton, the guy we bought it off said, "Do you want this bucket?" Because we were negotiating, and I said, well, "What? Can I just go throw it in?" Like, really? <laughs> Fucking bucket. And it's used like eight tons. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, brand new. These these buckets are nine grand. I said, you like fucking insane, bro. It's a bucket, and it doesn't spin. It just goes back and forth, back and forth, (laughs) back and forth, back and forth. There's no fucking spinning here, man. Like, if it was spinning, I get it, but it's not fucking spinning. So then I called uh, Brad, our mechanic. I'm like, hey, these buckets really nine grand. He's like, oh fuck yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So that changed the negotiations totally on the excavator. So, did, so you bought it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to take it no matter what because What's not we, have, we haven't even taken that bucket off the machine. Now, mind you, nothing. The machine was in our yard and we moved it around a bit and it quickly blew the idler and then the tensioner was fucked. So, you know, uh, there was that. Put so, uh, a new idler on it and a new tensioner because everything we own is immediately... The fabricator guy in our yard loves us. Every day I'm like, hey, Paul, we broke this. He's like, oh, okay, I'll fix it right now. Okay. I'm like, See, I want to get one of those guys. We're, we're going to rent out the barn. I need a guy like that. Just oh, you need fix a Paul. Shit. I need a, yeah, I need a guy like that. Everyone needs a Paul. He's yeah. the best. I don't know if they and have they, them in Cornwall. They must have one in Cornwall. It makes me sad because he's, uh, he's 69. And he has such an incredible like we so last year on the snow pusher for the bobcat snow pusher there's these big shoes on the outside of it 
to keep the wall in line so it doesn't get bent if you hit something. These big steel shoes. And one of them came, the bolts got sheared or broken, it fell off, and then it went through some guy's huge tractor snowblower, and then it got lost. So I Of course it did. So last spring, when we brought the snow pusher thing back to the yard, I was like, eh, because as soon as you catch that outside wall without that foot on it, it's gonna bend it because it's thin steel, right? That the ends of the snow box. So I called Bobcat and I said, How much is this like? It's like literally this steel piece of steel flat bent up on either end. And they're like, Oh, that's eight hundred bucks. I'm like, okay, the whole snow pusher was two thousand dollars. Yeah. I bought it off off Facebook Marketplace. So I'm not paying eight hundred. This is stupid. Fuck this. I'll just I'll just buy a new one in the fall. Like if we need this thing again, I'll just buy a fucking new one. This is bullshit. But I put it away and then we pulled it out of the weeds last week. And I was like, oh. And I went over and I said, hey, Paul, can you make that? And he was like, yeah, that's no problem. I'm like, okay, how much? He goes, oh, I don't really know. I said, I think it's less than 800 bucks. He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. I said, even if it was 800 bucks, I'd rather fucking give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Even if, even if it was $800 to rebuild that, I'll give the money to Paul before I fucking give it to Bobcat. They can suck it. $800 <laughs> shoe on their $2,000 fucking plow. There goes another sponsor. Fucking down the drain. Wow. Hey, that's With success me. for Mike. Revenge. <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> Revenge. Holy shit. <sighs> yeah, you need a Paul, bro. Everyone yeah, needs a Paul. I need a Paul. Don't He's know where I'll best. find one. But I, I ripped, the t- ripped the tarp off the truck. He fixed oh. it. The next day, ripped the tarp off again. He fixed it again, all within one forty-eight hour period. Guys, like my hero, it's the best. Do you, Do you think if I outfit a shop, someone will come? Like, what's the easiest way to find a, a pole? Shop. Just <laughs> if you build it, the he just pole... comes out of the weeds at the back of the shop one day. <laughs> is there an apartment there? <laughs> yes, there you is. could steal my pole. Oh yeah, I don't know if he moved to Cornwall. Think I'm, gonna ask real- him, I'm gonna say, bro, there's a guy who's willing to build you a shop, and he has an apartment for you. You might, you might steal my Paul. And who would you get? I'm sure I, the labor market's I, bigger in Toronto than it is. Or Durham, not for Pauls. It is. Not, not for Pauls. Yeah, there's just the guy's brain. It's like, one day I came in the yard. He was fixing the lights on Cody's truck, and then what did he do? He just he, the guy just knows how to. He's just one of those people, man. He's, he's Paul. He's the best. He's a Paul. Like you're just. We break now when we before when we used to like break metal stuff, I'd be like, oh God, how can I like get some screws and metal <laughs> screws and metal screw this shit back together? You know, like I'd be like, would, fuck. Would you steal someone else's Paul? Yes. <laughs> Paul's you don't not understand valuable. How, you don't understand how good a Paul is. Is is a Paul more valuable than a great hardscape installer? No. No? Really? Paul is valuable. But you're talking like a really good long-term hardscape installer that's going to yeah. do it. So, yeah. I, it's hard, but I, those people are really hard to find, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And never mind keep. Although I think Paul's are actually harder to find. Yeah. I think, I, I think that Paul's might be like, that's what I was saying, like he's 69. I wish there was someone that was like passionate about metal fabrication that this guy could teach. It's crazy. It's just in, like the stuff he can make and do is just asking to make anything. It's like, yeah, no problem. I, he's making this like really cool. So the eight ton has the bucket with the teeth. He's making us this wedge out of two pieces of steel that are going to slide over the teeth and then bolt in so that you can dig with it. And not if you're digging around wires and stuff and not rip them out with the teeth. But he's gonna build this whole custom thing. It's the sickest thing ever. Yeah, I got a guy that'll do like he works on our trucks and stuff like that, and he builds us some fabrication stuff. But I got the bill back for the the side rails on the flatbed water truck, and I almost fucking hit the floor. It was like five thousand dollars for two rails, which I I mean I know shit's expensive, but like I felt that was too expensive for. What How it much was. steel is in it? Steel is super expensive. Not a lot. No, I, I looked at the breakdown, and the, there was maybe like 
700, 800 bucks in material and the rest was labor. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I can't afford this. I should have never built these fucking side rails. But yeah, but it's, that, that's just me, right? Just not appreciating someone work as much as it's well, worth, but maybe. But in the end, the side rails, if someone fell off the truck and you well, didn't have the side rails, that would cost you way more than five grand. So the yeah, side rails are probably the, a solid investment. The only thing that fits on the truck is the water tank. So no one can be up there with the side rails on the truck. They just hold the water tank in there a little more securely than those giant vinyl it only straps. Takes one wider, it only takes one water tank flying off to know that the yeah. $5,000 side rails were a good investment. Yeah, but I don't know if this side rail could hold. How much does a 2,000-gallon water tank weigh? 20,000 pounds? Yeah, I don't know if... 10 pounds so, a gallon? I thought it was 8 pounds a gallon. I think it's 10. You may be right. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I don't think the side rails way, are it's strong. it's heavy as fuck. Yeah. No either, way, what, it's it's too, heavy. either way, it's too full or too heavy to fill and put on the back of that GMC truck. So we got to dump some before we take off in the morning. Really? Yeah. Well, the whole truck is a 33,000 GVWR. Okay. What does a an empty flat deck truck weigh? I don't know. Should tear it in, tear it in at the quarry around the corner. I should. Apparently, there's lots of those. They must have scales. Oh, yeah, they got scales. Yeah, the lady gets sort of crusty, though, some days. Do you buy things by the yard or by the ton? By the ton. They, right. they actually try to tell us, sell us topsoil by the ton as well. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, what good does rains. that do? I'm like, I'm not, I'm never going on a fucking rain day to buy topsoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't work. Just build a truck and sand it to me. Do you buy it by the ton or by the yard, Mike? Yard. When it gets to and when it gets delivered. Yeah. Do you ever Where get it in like? the sacks? Yeah, I have. If like it's a. Uh, close access like if they can get the moffet right there i just get the sack and split it open and let it go yeah how much more is it in a sack i think it's just the cost of the sack which is five bucks there's not a processing fee for putting it in the sack no. someone's not looking at their overhead costs <laughs> just saying I, I i've only bought it in a sack we transported a bunch of sacks because they were getting lifted onto a rooftop. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So we transported sacks. I don't know if we've ever bought sacks. Maybe. I wanted to sell sacks at one time with, a, uh, with the crane on the hook lift truck. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll deliver sacks. And then I'm like, oh, this could get squirrely pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asking me to drop it too close to the dryer. Too far up the driveway or something like that. I'm like, this is a fucking terrible way to make money. Like, I'm yeah. not going to do this. There's way better ways to make money than trying to do that. Delivering the sacks. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Yeah. We're not retail guys. No. All right. It's two hours. Are we ending it? That's Plenty it. Good. Okay. Sick. This is the end of what will be the first hour that was actually the second hour of potentially the third hour of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If I remember to actually edit it like this. If he remember, <laughs> if Mike remembers to edit it like that. Also. Also, that could happen. And then this would be the second hour, not the first hour of the third hour of the fourth podcast. Of the tenth podcast for the hundred listeners in Dominican. See you later. It's been good. Hi, guys. Good. See ya. <laughs>